you probably heard in the news where his uh, father's house in Cameroon got attacked because of the fans that were upset. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Ultras podcast. Uh, today, we'll be doing the second part of our World Cup uh, overview. I'm your host, Ahmed, and with me is Zid Basha. What's going on, Ahmed? Not much. Uh, how are you doing? Happy New Year, doing by good, the way. Man. Happy New Year, man. Hopefully, yeah. it'll be a, a uh, year full of... Happiness and joy and achievements, and hopefully we'll get this uh, podcast to a different level. Hopefully, yeah. Um, so let's get straight to it. And uh, last time we spoke, we finished off with Asia, and uh, now we're going to move on to Africa. There was five countries from Africa uh, in this World Cup, and it's the in it, the first one uh, we have in Group A was Senegal. Uh, after that, it was uh, Cameroon, Tunisia, and Morocco and Ghana. And um, if I remember correctly, the only the I didn't um, two two com- two countries made it to the round of sixteen, which was Morocco and Senegal. Um, great, there was great performance actually. I think from the African continent this year, um, Morocco did very well. Ended up in the semifinals. Uh, Senegal ended up in the round of sixteen. Uh, and you know, tough game against England. England uh, showed up this year, but we'll talk about that later. Um, you know, Tunisia beating France three one one nil, and that was the only loss France had in that group stage. Uh, and then you had you know Ghana, whose uh, performance uh, I would say was what well, I wouldn't say was like the greatest, but uh, you know they 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 it, it came down to the last game in that group. Yeah. Um, look, I was not very, very. My my feelings were a bit mixed. So I some disappointment, some happiness, some excitement, and uh, overall for the African teams. So for example, uh, we got Morocco uh, for the first time for this African team making it all the way to the uh, semifinals. Uh, that was an achievement. And, uh, you know, they kicked out Spain and Portugal and uh, they could have done it against France. And they they had a a real good campaign. And the whole world's talking about it. Now, of course, I think think most of the expectations for for an African team in this World Cup, before before the World Cup starting, was Senegal. After the loss for Sadio Mane, it was was an issue that they uh, they, they were having. But as you see... Uh, that first game that they lost against Netherlands, um, you know, I, I, I'll give it a 50-50 for that game. Senegal did have some mistakes, but, uh, um, you know, that loss would have been fine because Fran- Argentina, the champion, lost the first game. That is fine. Then they had a two. Uh, that game, the second game was a bit easier for them with Qatar, but Ecuador and Senegal was a very, very good game. Ecuador actually could have tied, but Senegal did it. And they qualified in the next round. Now, um, when it comes to uh, the expectation, as I said, it was way high for for Senegal. But then, but then the way the World Cup was going, if you looked at it, like for example, uh, I'll give you an example for like for Tunisia, like Tunisia's first game 
I'm trying to see here what what was their first game that they had. They they played against uh, Tunisia. Played against was it Australia? Uh, no, Denmark. No, they, Denmark. Denmark. Yeah, they, they drew so against they, Denmark. Yeah, they drew against Denmark. Uh, they they um, um, they got the first point. I, I remember all Tunisian fans were worried about uh, Tunisia not winning that game because Denmark is always a strong team in the World Cup. But right. then when, when Australia lost 4-1 against uh, France, you know, they thought th- they thought that game was in, um, you know, in pocket. That's it. They were going to get the three points and they were, they, they were you know, their, their excitement was to the fact that they actually thought they were going to beat Australia easily. But then, you know, 1-0 Australia actually won that game. And that was the biggest issue. If well, Australia didn't they, win the... Australia, you know, they, they, beat, they lost to Australia and then they beat France. And that's where it doesn't make sense. It's like, you know, you took the hardest team in the world, the defending champions, you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. This year's finalists. Uh, one of the top teams, easily, France. And if I know that France took it easy on Tunisia in the first half. I remember even, like, the Chomps had to, like, sub in a bunch of players, take off a bunch of players, all that shenanigans. And that was that's all France's problem. But, you know, when it came to France, they, they really pulled together. But the game before that against Australia, it's like it was a shambles. It's like they didn't know how they were, they, that they were playing football or something like that. And that's um, something that, you know, I think that teams come to the World Cup with a, you can't underestimate any single team. This is the World Cup because everybody's coming here and they're going to show that, you know, we deserved our spot here. And even though we know we're not, we might not win it. And that's a lot of the teams that, you know, they come to the World Cup. We're not going to win it. Well, then that's fine. But we at least, we scored in the World Cup. We reached, you know, we reached this round of 16. We 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 reached the semifinals and that's a kind of considered an achievement and usually what people consider an achievement in any other tournament is that we won it you, you see what i yeah, mean of course and, yeah, and yeah of course and that's where it changes here it's like you know tunisia came they played against australia and australia you know played they played great nonetheless they they you know they made it to the the um what was it they they made it to the uh, round of 16, 16 yeah. and they played they against, against Brazil. They against Argentina or Brazil? Argentina, yeah. Remember that game that they were so it was, you know, they, uh, they lost to the champions. At the end of the day, they lost the champions, and and they still had a good game against the champions. I mean, but and that's where that's where teams need to understand that you know you can't underestimate any single team when it comes to the World Cup, and that's that was Tunisia's mistake. And if, I think I Tunisia, think, I think Tunisia, when they come into the World Cup, you know that term that they use for a lot of teams, especially Arab teams, they say uh, the honorary, per, uh, honorary participation in, in a tournament. <laughs> so yeah. that's, I think that's what really Tunisia was thinking generally. Yeah. Uh, I did. So, so the most, the most teams out of Africa that actually thought they were serious about their thoughts of going very far to the world cup uh, was of course, Senegal, even Senegal, if they didn't think that they were going to make it far, the pressure and the around them, and the attention is putting them in that spot where they got to be the the the, the yeah, leaders the and the, leader. the best African team, yeah. right? Morocco was having thoughts of going far as well, but the dream of going all the way to the top four actually, you know, that dream was um, that wasn't an expectation. That, yeah, 
Yeah, that dream happened throughout the World Cup. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And 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 Cameroon is an experienced team with World Cup, and they they beat big teams. Ghana is an experience as well. Now, for Tunisia, that was the thing. Tunisia, when Tunisia tied that game, I did see the uh, uh, the um, um, the response to that tie against Denmark. And from that day, they thought that, no, you know what? We tied against Denmark. So we can beat Australia because Australia lost so bad. And Australia did, didn't perform that well, of course, against France. So everyone thought they were not going to perform well. No, and that's I what honestly, it is. I, 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 I did see, yeah, because I, I did know, see I the Tunisia saw the draw going against Denmark. I saw the draw against Denmark and I saw Australia lose. And I was like, okay, you know, Tunisia now has a chance. Mm-hmm. And I watched the game against Australia. And I, in my head, I'm thinking, what the hell's going on? Now you just, you know... I, I was like this it's done at this point it's done there's no there's no chance for Tunisia to make it because you know don't forget France is still there and France has the three points and Australia uh, in that second game that they played they they just needed they just um, they they won in their second game I think they won against Den Denmark yeah they won against Denmark and so that's where it came down to I I was like oh it's over for for Tunisia, right? But yeah, when Australia beat uh, when Australia beat uh, Tunisia, they were already an upper hand for Australia. They were on the upper and hand. And then, and then I honestly didn't think that uh, that uh, um, uh, Australia was going to beat Denmark. With all honesty. Oh yeah, and I think if yeah. if you open if you open, if you open, press on that, I think uh, let's just let me just see this. Yeah. So, but it, it was just unexpected. The, uh... You know what I mean? It's it's an unexpected here both games australia played one nil they scored and then they you know they just chilled look at the yeah look at the uh four four one one yeah. four four one one like yeah. to be honest like that's that's australia's game from day one into the world cup i'm pretty yes. sure they played that against argentina too and so that's that's where teams like denmark i guess and tunisia they screwed up they screwed up heavily because, but I just salute teams like Australia that really oh, know what their limitations sure. are, and yeah, they just they yeah, just no. get that that one goal and then just defend and defend their three points. And I know I, at the end of the day, you know Africa. Um, I had higher expectations for the the African continent for African teams. Um, I know Morocco made it top. Uh, they did very well. You know Ashraf Hakimi uh, did very well. Amar Rabat did very well. So you know Hakim Ziyech, yeah, he's been missing. He's been missing minutes. He has, hasn't. He hasn't been getting minutes at Chelsea. He hasn't been playing with Morocco for the last couple of months. Even I would say, I think it goes back between three months to a year. And so that's where the problem came, came back for. Uh, and that's why Hakim Ziyech was not comfortable with the with the with playing. Even though he did come up with some assists, um, he had some great plays, um, and they made, they managed to make it to top four. Uh, played well all the way until I would say against the um, their last game against France and then against uh, against uh, Croatia and that's where they dropped the ball. But regardless of that, even against France, they played very well. Let's be honest. Um, it was a very good game. Yeah, yeah. They they very played very well. I think after that they just you know they were just whatever. Uh, we don't care for a third and fourth to them. It was you know that's it. We we're we're either we good that we. I, I did. I did notice that mental drop after they made it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Four. It's, I, it's like them, they made it and they won it all. Yeah. yeah. Well, the thing is, is it's one of two. It's either they they were thinking, yes, we made it to this and this is good enough for us, or 
if we didn't make it to number one, we don't want number three or four, or, or sorry, number two or three. And that's what I thought. What I that's, where tri- well, that's where it's tricky because I did see Morocco performing very well against France as they really wanted to go to the final. Yeah. But uh, the, against, the biggest... Against Croatia. The, against Croatia, yeah. You know what? I really think that... I don't think they care. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I honestly, I did see, I did see the fact that you know what to them it looked like it's third and fourth, and it's all a mental game, you know, it's all it a mental, mental game, game at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, um, I, I wanted to mention something before. I know we jumped on to Morocco, but I just wanted to mention something about Tunisia before we uh, close up on them. Uh, Tunisia ended up getting four points in the World Cup overall, right. and the top two got six six. I think, generally, honestly, I think from previous performances, I think Tunisia. To their own record, they performed pretty well. So you oh, beat, yeah, yeah. you I beat, no, you no, beat the I'm world good. champion. Yeah, you beat the the world champion at that point, of course, France. Uh, and uh, even if they're subbed, even if all the players are subbed, uh, uh, subbed like Gunduzi plays as a starter, and Marcel Mandanda plays a starter in his team. Uh, a lot of the players that actually played that game, they're starters in their own teams in the league. Some of yeah. them are bench, of course, like Fofana with Chelsea. Uh, Kamavinga, he's on, like he's he's almost a starter with Madrid because he starts some games and he's benched some games. Right. So a lot of those players are very uh, world class players with France. So them beating France one 0 I know that was that was a huge celebration, even when they were very oh, fast. That was the first time. If you look yeah. at it, if you if you watch the final, Kamavinga, uh, Kamavinga came on uh, in that final against Argentina. And uh, him and Kuman were what neutralized uh, Messi, and that was a key yeah. thing that you you know if you watch that game, it was Kuman who neutralized him from one end, and when Messi was moved to the other side, it was Kamavinga who was there and ready. So I'm mm-hmm. not putting down the French team or oh just because they subbed. The French team has an A, B, C squad who are all world class players. Yes. So yes, to sit there and say that you know their bench is bad, that's ridiculous. Uh, Tunisia had a great World Cup. Even though they didn't make it, you know, to the top, uh, to the second round, to the round of 16, um, with respect to their own, you know, previous World Cups, I think they could have done better. It was that game against Australia that really screwed them over. Um, but that's it, you know, tough, tough time for them. So, uh, yeah, it, it was. If I were to rate the African teams, it would go uh, obviously Morocco in first, and after that, it would go. Um, uh, Tunisia, and then uh, I think it was Cameroon because they they played. Oh I yeah, think- we forgot about Cameroon. Oh Cameroon, man, it look. Came down to the game, game, it came down to game th- to game three. Cameroon yeah, yeah, Cameroon. Four. Cameroon had one of the best African performances in the World Cup. Oh, they, they uh, had a great performance for sure. A very, um, very, very good. I, I think uh, if you if you look at all three or all five African teams, all five African teams, um, two of them made it to the round of sixteen. The other three. They had chances, even though they were somewhat slim at some points. But you know, they had yes. chance, like they there was times where you know they were in their second position in that second position spot in the world in the group stage um, during that third game, and and we've seen that happening. And you know, we see you know how the teams they switch spots throughout the game. You know, whether somebody's winning, somebody's losing, somebody's tying, and that happens during the World Cup. And you know, we've seen that with the African teams, and um, it, I guess. I don't want to say it was bad luck or, you know, bad football or whatever it may be, but that's how football is, you know. So minute 89, you're in second place. And minute 90, you're in third place in that table. And it's, and, and it's a done deal. And you're going home from then, from there. True, true. Uh, like, uh, as you see here, Cameroon ended up being third and Ghana ended up being fourth. Yeah. Uh, uh, Cameroon, 
I do remember all their three games that they played in the World Cup. Uh, they like if you look at that, go back, go back to which one? If you go back previously to the one before, show the World Cup games. Yeah, the last World Cup game they played was against Brazil, right? Yes, it was against Brazil. Yeah, and they won. They won, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the that's the game. That's the goal that I mentioned. That's one of my favorite actually in the yeah. World Cup. When Abubakar yeah. scored from that they cross won. in the last minute. Like, yeah, yeah, they won. Look, the yeah, French yeah. team lost to Tunisia. Uh, yes. Brazil lost to Cameroon. Uh, Morocco took out Spain and took out Portugal. And don't forget Germany. And uh, uh, who else was in there? What's it called in their group? Uh, Croatia. Uh, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's That's the... This just shows us the capability of African teams and what they can do when it comes to the World Cup. But, and, you know, Cameroon, I, uh, there's few words that I have about Cameroon, and I think they were having issues more than any African team, and that's what contributed to the results that they had. So, so first thing first is um, their when they were coming into the World Cup before uh, starting up their games, Onana, their starter uh, goalkeeper, yeah. Inter Milan's goalkeeper, he had issues with uh, Song, uh, the Cameroonian uh, coach. He was arguing with him because Song didn't want someone to play with the ball, you know, like Neuer, Neuer style, you know, goalkeeper getting in and playing with the ball and yeah, yeah. and uh, being, you know, just playing as a player, as Last a defender. defender. He didn't want that. He wanted every time that the ball comes, he wants he wants that ball out. He wants him to yeah. shoot it out. And Onana opposed uh, opposed his coach, Song. And uh, what happened was Onana uh, ended up being kicked out of the national team. So they, um, so that was before uh, – so, yeah. So Onana played the first, first game, right? That's when uh, Cameroon lost against Switzerland. Uh, and the guy who scored it is actually a Cameroonian play, uh, born player, Ebolo, Mbolo. He scored the only uh, goal and the winning goal for Switzerland. And then, of course, and then you probably heard the news where his uh, father's house in Cameroon got attacked because of the fans that were upset in Cameroon, yeah. right? So that was so that was the only loss. And I think I think that was a pretty that that that's. Uh, that hurts. Like that loss hurts because it was only one nil. Cameroon played hard, and they only lost one nil. The second, the second game actually is a game that actually uh, boosted uh, um, the morale of the Cameroonian uh, team. That oh yeah, yeah. That, that was a very, good very good game. Yeah. So you see, you see, uh, they, when they were losing three one, um, uh, the coach Song subbed in Abu Bakar. And yeah. Abubakar, he scored and assisted uh, uh, the, the within three minutes, and it was that's what you know that first point that they got in the World Cup really pushed them hard. Yeah. Um, and then until they went to the last game, and of course, as we said, like even though Brazil had, uh, they played their bench players, but yeah. when we talk about then, bench players, it's uh, we're talking about uh, you know look Ederson from Manchester City, we're talking about Militao from Madrid, we're talking about Alves, Alves. Rodrigo, yeah, Anthony, Anthony, Anthony. Rodrigo. yeah, all, all these are guys are starter in their teams. Like regardless of who you you talk, you can talk about them being a bench, but they're not really a bench. They yes, know, you guys are, and and this is something I'm pretty sure that like the management of the Brazilian team or whatever team it can be, France. Or, like they have their A squad and their B squad, and they know when they come to the World Cup, you know, we know that there's going to be countries, whoever that country may be, that we can throw in that B squad and we'll be fine. You know, we can we can sub Neymar off for a bit, 
you can sub whoever and you know what i mean and sometimes you know you don't need the points so you know just keep those guys uh rested and throwing the bench but those guys are not anybody they're you know what i mean they're they're who you see on the screen right now and um they're either very they're world-class players actually they're all world-class players you have players from united uh, manchester city um who else you have alaves uh, ex-barcelona player you know what i mean fabinho militao real madrid um so like it's we have a lot of players who are very experienced and world-class so there's no need like that's how you know cameroon deserved that win and you know if they just pushed it a little bit they might have been uh, in the in the round of 16 and that's what i as much as i uh, you know as, as much as i say you know like the african teams could have made it to the round of 16 it is what it is but they they had they played very well regardless and you know it, was, it just came down to um just they just needed a little bit of work and i think you know, you can see it in the next world cup yeah, that, that Switzerland's last win is what really kicked Cameroon. Yeah, out. it was last. Yeah, it was it was down to the like the last game. If you if you go back, like if I think Switzerland played Serbia that day, um, that last game, and no, no, the one before it. Yeah, when they played against, uh, they beat against uh, Serbia three yeah, yeah. two. It was it was like literally, you know, look at. The, um, it was like the first 48 minutes, uh, two, three, two. Three, yeah, it, like it was three, two, and it was back and forth right away. Like if you look here, minute 26, minutes 35, minutes, minute 20, 44. Because Serbia even had a chance to qualify. That's what it was. Yeah. The winner from this game would have qualified. But if they tied, it would have been a, a chance was, for Cameroon. And that's what everybody was waiting for. They wanted to see exactly what happens. And a lot of people, I'm pretty sure, was were hoping that Serbia and Switzerland tie here. Uh, but it is what it is. And Serbia moved on to the next round. And I guess with that we can move on to really to the to the last continent in our discussion. And this continent is going to be the European continent. It's the continent with the most uh, countries playing in the World Cup. I think thirty teams played this year from from Europe. Um, yes. And I'll just list them off right now. The first is England, France, Netherlands, Belgium, Switzerland, Poland, Spain, Portugal, Germany, Croatia, Serbia, Denmark, and Wales. Um, and you know, obviously, like every year, oh, sorry about that. Like every year, you know, Europe always either performs very well, ends up being in the last. You know, you always have European teams. Either one or two are in the final four, and there's always yeah. one, usually in the last in the final game. The probability of having uh, one or two European, European teams in the top four is very high. Yeah, I think if it usually like I think the probability of having three European teams in the top four is like you know something that's not hard to come by. Yeah, but, uh, this might have been the first World Cup when we see of of uh, the four well, different the teams. First the first we see first time we see an African team. And we had a South American team, and you know, two European teams, which are Croatia and um, France. Um, mm-hmm. In the in the round of sixteen, we had uh, one, two, uh, three, four, five, six, seven, eight teams. So that's eight out of thirteen teams that made it yes. to the round of sixteen. Eight, so half fifty percent of the teams that were in the round of sixteen were European. And eight of the on those eight teams were out of third original thirteen. So, you know, more than fifty percent of their European teams made it to the second stage. Um, we seen you know we seen the U.S. play Netherlands. Uh, Netherlands had a beautiful uh, uh, group stage. 
uh, you know, the game against Argentina, we saw that at the very end, uh, it took it extra time. That was a beautiful uh, little uh, sneaky play by the. Oh yeah, that that uh, that free kick. That free the, kick when the game very, was done, very, very Ooh, sneaky, very beautiful, sneaky. unexpected. Yeah. I think somebody else tried to do it later on. I can't. I think it was the Croatians. I can't. I can be mistaken, but um, it was you know it was unexpected. It kept the Argentinians on their. They kept the Argentinians on their tail, and uh, you know what? It took them. They took them to penalties and. Martinez did his thing there. Um, so beautiful, uh, you know, beautiful football from Netherlands. Uh, and don't forget, this is the country of the Flying Dutchman. Um, mm -hmm. You know, so, you know, uh, there's always something expect, uh, expected of them. Uh, they did win against the States 3-1 in the round of 16-2, and that was a beautiful game. Uh, the U.S. gave them a little bit of a tough time, I want to say, but, you know, Everybody was expecting Netherlands. Everybody was expecting Dempsey to, or what's his name, um, Dumfries, to you know to be playing around the U.S. and making him go in circles. But you know, and that was an expectation. Um, a lot of stars uh, came from the. Uh... Uh, a lot of stars that shine from Netherlands, you know, Gakpo, we see him moving. Yeah, to Gakpo too. I think he's already even getting offers like lined up. Like it's it's ridiculous yeah. now. Uh, I think. He yeah, yeah, got, it's. I think he. Yeah, he officially moved. He he officially moved to Liverpool right now. Yeah, he's at Liverpool. Uh, yeah, so. But before you know. that, I do remember during the World Cup, you know, because the World Cup was really to a lot of teams it was a showcase. It was showing uh, the players that they had. For Netherlands, there wasn't a star player that you can say this is the star of the national. Like, you know, like, for example, I think the most guy that gets attention in the Dutch team is always Memphis, right? But Memphis is yeah. always benched and uh, for, for Barcelona, but he's always a starter for uh, for Netherlands. Uh, but generally, I did. Uh, I, honestly, I honestly uh, was was thinking that Netherlands were going to make it to the top four, even though that there isn't that one star. No, I, don't, player. I don't think so. I think they are. I think in the last couple of years, like Netherlands just lost it. They, they're not what they. No, not, they were doing. They were doing bad before. Yeah, yeah, they were not doing. They can, they're not. They're, they're not 2006 yeah, Netherlands. You can't yeah, compare but, that. Yeah, but but uh, but I did see the 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 players that they had in the roster. I was thinking that you know what? I think this team would have had a bit more discipline, especially with the staff and the coaches that they had. With, uh, with uh, with Davids and uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I know and, and the coaches and the staff and all that. I thought they were putting putting together a good team. I mean, like, yeah, they I'm lost not, Argentina with penalty kicks. This is great, man. Now, like, don't forget, they made it to the quarterfinal. At the yes, end of the day, they yes. made it to the quarterfinal, and, and they, they lost they Argentina lost with penalty kicks. Penalties. Yeah. So that's who they. You know what I mean? That's who Netherlands is. So they and they kept Argentina on their toes. Um, you know, look. If you look, they scored. They tied the game in the minute in the 83rd. Or sorry, they tied the yeah. So they scored in the 83rd minute, and that made it two one. And then 90 plus 11, they come back and they just you know what I mean. That sneaky little play at the end. Yeah. Two two. So when they thought the game was over. Yeah. Everybody thought the game was over, but no. You know, Netherlands really made sure that they were there. Two extra times. Two extra. Two extra halves. They keep. They you know scoreless for both teams, and then to penalties, and they you know. That's just that's just how football is when it comes to these things, but you know they, they really did do well um, regardless of what anybody says, including myself. Obviously, that I'm not saying that they were the worst Netherlands team, but they did make it to the, and they made it to the um, to the quarterfinals, quarterfinals. But you know, I just don't like they're not the Netherlands. I guess I'm used to when it comes to players like Robin, 
and Van. Yeah, Chris yeah, that generation. That was uh, that was the gold. They, I think look, that, they, I think that was the golden Netherlands generation. But I, you know, Netherlands every uh, in every decade they have a, a very very special team. I mean, before you know the generation maybe where our father used to watch uh, soccer was they were talking every time about the uh, the golden three where they had. Uh, uh, Van Basten and uh, and Holet uh, and uh, and Wait. Ricard, Ricard, the guy, Ricard. If you remember, Ricard was coaching Barcelona. These were yeah. three star play. These were uh, three world class players. When Netherlands were doing a lot, uh, and Netherlands, you know, as as we said at the beginning of the World Cup, Netherlands is the best team in World Cup history that never won a World Cup because yeah. it's a team that always performs very well, but they end up going to the final a lot of times and they never win it. But I think they're the, the the group that they were in for them for in, in terms of Netherlands. I think that it was it was a bit was an easier easy and yeah. yes, yeah, it was an, easy, it was an easy, easy group for them. Yeah, because Qatar didn't show up. Um, it was it was between Ecuador and Senegal. Yeah, and I think that uh, for in that terms, I think yeah, Netherlands did decent. So yeah, uh, we'll uh, see moving what on, I guess then to the next team we can look at is you have there you have England and Wales. Um, you know, usually, uh, honestly speaking, I don't expect anything from England. Um, they're just shit when it comes to international football. <laughs> uh, I don't know why that's the expectation I have of them. Uh, they just never seem to perform when it comes to international football, except for this year. I don't know what but happened. They, but, but you you know they have a lot of... Uh, the, I mean, the, 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 the players that they have in their squad... Yeah, oh, is, yes, is, no, no no problem. I agree with you there. I'm not saying... And you, that know, that, and you know that always England, England as, as, as a country, they have... They're one of the... I think they're one of the biggest teams in the world where they have a lot of pressure, media-wise and... Yes, and, they do. And, and fan-wise. And yet, if you look back, if you go back to the, all the Euros and all the World Cups that we've seen, like that we've seen, personally, mm-hmm. us, they're shit. They, they're bad. And excuse my language for that. But they're, they're bad. They're terrible. I don't know what it is. I don't know why. Like, I always expect them to play amazing. And next thing you know, they don't... Nothing. And that's the expectation that I've come to. Is like, they're bad. And so this year, though, this year they really changed. This year, I they made it to the. Uh, this year they made it to the uh, quarterfinals. Uh, they did very well. Um, they won against Wales. I think they also beat. Uh, well, obviously they beat Senegal. Um, in the group, they had a good. They had a you know it was a, it was a good group. Uh, Wales. They had Iran and, uh, and U.S. Yeah, Iran and they the had the whole team. Anglo on one side against Iran. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, regardless, you know they they had a good game uh, against Iran. They had a good game against or no, they they destroyed Iran if I remember correctly. It was like something. Oh like yeah, it was that. Uh, it was a six-one game. Yeah, it was um, like six-one or something crazy like that. If I remember correctly, was it something like um, Iran? Yeah. It's six it was two. Iran. It was six two. Okay, it was it was six two, and at one point it was even three nil. Yeah, yeah three nil. If I remember correctly, yeah. One sec. No, it was uh, right it was here. Four six zero. two for Iran. Yeah. It was four zero at one point. Yeah. It yeah. So it was. And four... that was the thing where um you know I expected Iran to actually play better in that game, but I guess you know something happened where they had that game they just lost it, but they you know they played very well against Iran. They tied against the states. They destroyed Wales as well. Went on to destroy. Like if you look at their their games, it wasn't like oh we won one nil. They won six two. They won three nil, and then they won another three nil. 
tied the States 0-0, which doesn't make sense to me, and then went on to lose against France 2-1. And, you know, they played a very good game against France, who were the defending who were the defending champions. And so, like, that's where, you know, this is the England I actually expect. This is the England that I actually want to see in the World Cup. Um, I expected more from Harry Kane, but, you know, that's where I'm going to stop because... I, I didn't see anything from him, and I think this is that's it for him. I think it's time for him to go home, which he did, I guess, at this point. Yeah, um, you know, my my prediction was um, that I was going to see England in a further stage than the quarterfinals. Uh, just looking by uh, the names and what the names did, and as as performances with their team. When we talk about Kane, when we talk about Saka, actually the best, I mean, he's yeah. the best English player right now as we speak. Um, and then you got Foden and you got, uh, um, I'm trying to remember the, the um, uh, Mount from Chelsea, you know, Mason Mount and Foden. Yeah. These are, yeah, like, look, but Saka. Mason, okay. like, like, let's, put it, let's make sure we put it out there that like Mason Mount didn't get barely any time. And then Foden, you know, he was getting subbed on and off. So, you have to, but like, you know, you know, Foden, Foden, and Mount when they're teams, they're very, they're they're key players. They're very good um, players. I, I I love I love those players. Like those players are amazing. I consider Mason Mount and Foden like amazing players. I and, think and they look, should have seen more Kane, time on the field. During and the World Kane, Cup. he's the older one out of them, and I think that even when Kane moves on, these three players, you're talking about a very good generation because there's a like look, Billingham, Mount, and Saka. And 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 uh, Foden, these four players—they're pretty young. They're in the early twenties. Yeah, yeah. And These guys, and these guys, there. There's a lot of other. You you know you know usually how it is in England. They, they got a whole stack of players lineup, team A, B, C, D, and all that, right? Um, and it's always been the last few years. It's actually been between France and England about having team A and B and C. Now, based on that, my expectation was that I, you know what, England. England. I, I honestly didn't think England was going to win the World Cup. That's that's as as. Well, as I, I didn't win. expect them to but win I, the World Cup, but I know. For but sure I did they think did. that they were going to go far. I really thought they were going to go further than this. But you know, they. I mean, we can sum it up as being that they lost to the champs in in now, uh, that's France. What, that's what happened. And you know, it was a good game for them. Um, to you know, two one, uh, for France in that game, uh, two Chimeni and Giroud. And so, you know, I guess we'll jump on to the next team, which would be France. And, you know, France made it to the final. Uh, great performance from them during this World Cup. They only had one loss, which was, or I guess, besides, yeah, they only had one loss, which was the loss against Tunisia. And even the game, the final game, doesn't really... It wasn't a game that they didn't care about. Yeah. It wasn't a care, the game that they didn't care about. It was the game they didn't care about, yeah. And Tunisia's game doesn't count, or sorry, Argentina's game doesn't count as a loss. It really counts as, you know, a draw, and, and penalties is what deals with it. And, you know, and then you have Portugal and Spain who performed, I would say, all right. Uh, Spain had that really good game against uh, Costa Rica uh, where they just destroyed it. I think it was like 7-1. I can't even remember the score. Uh, yeah, it was pretty bad. It was a pretty bad game for Costa Rica. And same with Portugal. Portugal had that six six one win against Switzerland, and they also was that Ramos player, the guy who subbed in uh, subbed for Ronaldo. Yeah, uh, no, not during the, that game, of course, but he took that spot when he scored he a hat trick. Yeah, yeah, and he scored a hat trick. I think he did it very quick too. It was like it was within like ten minutes or something crazy like that. 
Uh, and, um, you know, they performed very well against South Africa too, or sorry, not South Africa, South, uh, South Korea. I think Portugal did a very good, had a very good game against South Korea, if I remember correctly. I think it was like a, a two, a six, one, nil, uh, six, one, uh, six, one. Uh, win. Portugal, I think lost that game. Let me see. They lost that game against uh, South Korea, if you remember. Oh, they did. The last sorry. game. Oh yeah, yeah. okay. So, so I was thinking about I that was, was the game about. that caught everyone's attention. They're like yeah, the yeah, lost, is, they lost in the ninth. So game. I was thinking about some. I think I was maybe thinking about Brazil. That's what it was. The four one. I don't know why I keep thinking it's six one. You can never forget this team. They got uh, five cam. Five, oh yeah, you know, the they five got four cams, cams and, <laughs> and uh, two leads. And I do remember when the the commentator would go Kim, 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 Lee, Lee, Hong, Hong. It's it's very. Uh, I, I those are the names that you'll never forget. You know those those teams. But well, look. So, uh, Portugal overall, um, I mean, I, I would say the, uh, you know, that 6-1 win that they had, I think, threw them off. They thought they were going to win it all, uh, yeah. go as far as possible. But then when they lost against Morocco, that really, and with, you know, the I think the most uh, shared moment in the World Cup was Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, you know, leaving the, uh, the, the field with tears yeah. uh, after that loss. But... Um, Honestly, I think um, I think that uh, uh, in terms of France that you mentioned, France uh, performed as expected, and and they were entertaining, of course, um, and and the drama that they created in, a, in, in the final of the World Cup. Um, um, there were some things I didn't understand of 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 of, uh, of the coach for uh, uh, for France for Deschamps. Um, uh like his formation and some of the players that he put in uh because you see that when Coleman came in he changed everything Coleman, Coleman came it. in Coleman came in Camavinga came in in that final game and they they really changed the game they really played yeah Coleman well. was they just brought, running around and and the Argentinian brought, players oh yeah they brought they brought France back on that field they they were like that um defibrillator for France they were the supercharger yes. because they brought life to that team uh for the first, I would say, like 65 to 70 minutes, the French team was dead. Nobody was moving. I think if you actually go back to the stats and you look at that, um, the French team had zero shots on net. It was zero, zero, it was zero shots on net up until, up until like the minute 70 or something crazy like that. Let's see here. I mean, we can see here, look, 20 shots for Argentina in comparison to 10. And I think most of those 10 probably came in. Those came in the, after the 70th minute. Yes, yes. Look, the, uh, yeah, look at France when they start scoring. <laughs> when yeah. Mbappé scored, yeah, the 80th yeah. and 81st minute. That's when, yeah. uh, so that's, that's, when the, that's when the French team came on. And then, you know, it was weird to watch that happen to the French team in the final. They were performing so well. Everybody knows who the French team is. And then out of nowhere, you know, for that game, for the beginning of the 70 minutes, it's like, dead it was just complete argentinian control yes definitely definitely yeah yeah i i mean we all saw the world final it was an unbelievable final but look i honestly i was not disappointed disappointed in france of course disappointment is not winning the world cup for france but uh uh but yeah the um france did did the job uh i think for you to become a defending for you to be a well i mean you know I think that we are we have we're seeing you know the golden age of the French team, and yes, we yes, saw that yes. we, we it started out, I would say uh, as of the last World Cup, it's it's here now as well, and I think it's going to continue for the next couple of World Cups, 
uh, and we were in for a great, great time from the French team. Um, you know, outstanding players, outstanding performance this year. This year, and all kudos to them. They made it to the final, but you know, unfortunately, they they were too late when it came to the final. Um, they needed that. I think if they started out the game early, if they played better from the early stages of the game, um, if they had more control, were able to make those passes to Mbappe, uh, open up spaces. I think that's when they would have they would have been played better. But you know, that's they handed the, 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 they yeah, handed yeah. the beginning of that game. Yeah. Yeah. Now there the the my, my there are four teams that disappointed me. I think from from uh, from Europe. We mentioned one of them, which is Portugal. I, I, yeah. Portugal should have went as f- further as possible. But my shock were out of the four teams, which is uh, Portugal, Spain, Germany, and uh, and uh, and Belgium. Yeah. My shock was was uh, sorry, not, not two, with three, with Belgium, Germany, and Spain. Um, uh, I, honestly, with when it came to Spain, I saw the squad and I thought, you know. Yeah, we remember when we talked about the squad at the beginning, and we were yeah. like, "This squad looks weird." And I was telling you that Enrique is trying to be a philosopher here and trying to come up yeah. with something that's, that's and it, out and of the box. And you know what? And this is—I think he—I think he—he he stopped. I think he's now not—he's not the—he's not, he's not the manager for Spain anymore. No, no, no. Ten, ten coaches left the World Cup, and he's one of them. Yeah, and you and know I think what? I think the other ones resigned, and I'm not sure that if he, I think he's the only one that didn't resign. I'm not sure because all we heard after the World Cup was the new coach that they replaced. I think he was one of the uh, co- Spanish coaches that coaches the younger uh, yeah, the, uh, under, the teams, yeah. the under I think under 11 or under sorry under 18. Under 19. Uh, yeah. yeah so, and and you heard that Enrique left. Look, Enrique is a very good coach, but I think that. He could have. He, made, he, he made a had better this, options. Yeah, he made a mistake in this um, World Cup. Honestly, um, I did. Honestly, I expect like the, against Morocco. If I remember correctly, they. I don't know how they even it was zero zero. I expected Morocco to win, really, uh, not in penalties, but in actual the game. And um, you know, that's. I'm very disappointed in Belgium more than anything. Um, I'm disappointed in the German team more than Spain. The Spanish team, I didn't expect much much of them this year. Um, they're not Spain 2006. They're not Spain 2010. They're not Spain 2000. You know what I mean? 2002, even 2002. I wouldn't even count them. But you know, that's that golden age of Xavi, um, Iniesta, uh, you know, Ramos, Sergio Ramos. Uh, that age is gone for Spain, and it's hard to find Sergio Ramos, as you mentioned, one of the players that he didn't bring up. They didn't bring him on, but you know, yeah. that's it. I think he's going to be retiring, obviously, from international football, and yeah. um, and you know, uh, that's um, it. I think I think that's it for Spanish. Uh, golden age football when it comes to you know international players um you know there's it's hard, it's going to be hard to find replacements for those players no no it's going to be very hard man because iniesta xavi they're one of a kind uh piol and then we're talking yes. about Raul, of course they didn't even bring the hair on they didn't bring the hair and that's you know that's, yeah, the Gea, another, yeah that's another yeah, one yeah. that's that's like, my biggest know. that was my biggest shock of not getting and, the and look and, you you, know, you lost in penalties Against Morocco, you could have had a better goalie than I think it was Simon, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Spain, yeah. You know what? With their choices, I agree with you on that one. But uh, um, my biggest disappointment out of Europe, of course, is Belgium. Then number two would be Germany. Yeah, uh, oh yeah, definitely. It was the two that I. I think Germany. 
I think Germany, they can't, uh, uh, what was happening with them, you know, uh, mixing the politics I, and the, yeah, and the mixing whole the thing. Yeah, politics and everything. I think that was a bad mindset to come in with. You're coming here to play football. Um, like, I don't want to say the same thing that these other people say where it's like, you know, um, dribble and play or whatever. Shut up and play. Yeah, yeah, not, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that. Like, I understand where you're coming from. But I think you'd let it get to your head like that, and that's where the performance, um, where that's where it affects your performance. And no, look, you, everyone has a everyone has a has a right to have an opinion. That's not yeah. an issue. The issue is that now what we're doing right now is just we're just analyzing, right? So yeah. part of the analysis is why didn't Germany go far? Part of it is that Germany, uh, Germany's uh, uh, performances was affected a lot of what was happening outside of the field. Yeah. So anytime they talk about certain issues and the certain rights that were happening, because it was Germany and England, the most two that we know, especially yeah. Germany. So those players, like, for example, when they went in and they did this, right? Remember that, mm -hmm. right? So they were even arguing. Some players were like, no, we don't want to do it. No, you guys have to do it. Like all that pressure of agreeing even to have a certain uh, um, um, something, something to do or a task to do that is not, has, that is not that's a that's a part of uh of of uh of football or soccer that added a pressure on them when they were playing so and and that reflected on their games and i think that mixing those together is what put the pressure on the players right i'm not even talking about the fans or anything because the fans are not playing it's the players that are playing so they, that's the pressure that they had on and that's what they had to uh, uh they had that's what they had to li live with and i think um, other than the performance, the, uh, what I think the the biggest one was this thing that happened that uh, pressured the German players to think outside of the soccer field, and that's what affected the performance generally. And then that was my second most disappointment for Germany. But then my most disappointment, as I said, was Belgium. But Belgium had many reasons. First, it was a toxic environment they had, and then you had uh, you had. Uh, 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 even some of the players, you know, some of the players within the Belgium team didn't believe that they were going to go far. De Bruyne, De Bruyne were saying, "Oh, we're we're old already. We don't think we're going to go far." And in Hazard, and Hazard, even his words and his description of the situation that Belgium was in, you could feel that he doesn't have hope of them going far. And uh, with that being said, that uh, th that was reflected on right after the World Cup finished Hazard and uh, retired international uh, uh, international soccer right and um, we 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 even talked about if you remember we talked about the Belgium squad how how they are an older squad but I think they could have used experience into their side but uh, I mean yeah their group wasn't bad for them like it was Morocco uh, Spain uh, sorry it was Morocco Belgium. Canada and uh, Croatia, um, yeah, Croatia and Morocco made it to the third and fourth spot out of out of that group, but uh, Belgium could have showed them hard time. But you know, their game against Canada, they were lucky to win it. Honestly, Canada did, could have at least tied or won that game. Uh, but yeah, that, that's my biggest disappointment out of Europe. And I think, I think officially with this, uh, I think officially with this that uh, Belgium. A golden age is done, and I think it's going to be very hard to see a lot of a good Belgium team coming up unless we get any surprises. That's generally awesome. These are my thoughts for for Europe. That was it for. Um, I think we finished all the countries. Um, 
it was a great World Cup regardless. Uh, we've seen a lot of great performances. Um, the next World Cup is, you know, in three years and a couple, and I think seven or eight months or something like that. And so, you know, when that time comes around, we'll be ready. We'll be here for you guys. Um, uh, but until then, uh, any any additional thoughts, uh, Basha? That's that, man. That's that. A World Cup really delivered. Uh, it was a very exciting World Cup. Um, everybody wanted the the... the um the dramatic or the uh that dramatic finish for messi to lift that world cup i mean yeah. his fans of course uh, and that's what what happened and yeah i mean um it was a very nice signature move and a very good uh performance from uh, all well, the you know, congratulations to argentina um and uh thank you to everybody uh who watch uh, who's watching um uh, and uh, whoever was watching the world cup uh, i hope you really enjoyed it because i know i did for sure um and uh, you know that's our two cents uh thank you all for listening and uh make sure you subscribe like and share and uh on uh, the anchor platform i believe um and i think that's anchor and, all, and, and anchor and all the podcast platforms yes and don't right. forget to follow us on our uh social platforms and that's all that right. adios everybody have a good one